From the Solomon Islands Huawei deal to the Australian government brokered purchase of Digicel Pacific and a new player on the scene in Papua New Guinea, there's a lot going on in the telecommunications space in the Pacific at the moment. The latest news, of course, is the Solomon Islands government last week announcing that it had secured a 66 million US dollar concessional loan from Chinese tech giant Huawei to build 161 telecommunication towers across the country over the next three years. The deal has divided public opinion in the country, with some welcoming the improvement and strengthening of telecommunications infrastructure and others questioning the return on investment and feasibility of the project timeline. Joining me to talk Pacific Telecoms is Dr. Amanda Watson, a researcher in the Department of Pacific Affairs at the Australian National University, who is very involved in past and ongoing research on telecommunications in the region. Thank you, Tomas, for Sidan with Mifala, Amanda. Starting with the Solomon's Huawei deal, has this come as a surprise or was it something that's been in the pipeline for a while now? The particular deal itself, I didn't know that it was in the pipeline, but I would say that Huawei technology is used quite a bit throughout the Pacific in various Pacific Island countries. For instance, uh, the last time that I was in Port Moresby, I saw huge billboards across main roads with Huawei signage advertising Huawei mobile phones and things like that. So whilst this particular deal generates something for us to talk about today, the use of Huawei technology in the Pacific Islands region isn't something new in and of itself. Now, there's not much information about the deal, but but on, on face value, the things that we've heard so far, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the amount about 66 million US and about 161 towers over the the course of the next wee while is is that sort of in the realm of of what's normally been brokered with these kind of agreements so i know that there are places in solomon islands with no mobile network coverage or very limited unreliable weak mobile network coverage so in general i would be happy about any initiatives that would seek to increase mobile network coverage for communities that don't currently have reliable uh coverage and that obviously is because of things such as medical emergencies, natural disasters and other kinds of things where a telephone call could literally save someone's life. And also in day-to-day life, people often tend to use mobile phones for communication with loved ones, for maintaining relationships when they move away, for instance, for school or work. So I think that in general, I'm happy about the idea of mobile network coverage increasing. And I think it's a good thing if governments look at that and if donors want to support that. However, in this particular case, I do have a few concerns. You mentioned the amount of money. Obviously, that's a lot of money. Telecommunications infrastructure does tend to cost quite a lot of money. Uh, And in this particular case, rather than it being a gift, which it might have been if it had come from perhaps another donor or something like that, in this case, it's a loan. And yes, I'm aware that it's a concessional interest rate, quite a low interest rate. Nonetheless, it does still mean that this large amount of money needs to be paid back. And so that is one of the concerns that I do have about this arrangement. Now, they're selling it like one of the one of the sales sales pitches sort of from the government is that, you know, we'll, we'll have some of these towers up by next year for the Pacific Games. People will be able to, you know, 
to be able to 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 see and experience the games from the villages without traveling to to Honiara. But it seems like what's your what's your view on the I guess the the re- the rhetoric around the press releases around the the language being used as to I guess alleviate concerns about the loan and the size of the loan that are also being raised in Solomon Islands. In your question, you also referred to the time frame, and I would say that I have some concerns about the time frame. So they're talking about building 161 mobile telephone towers in rural and remote areas within three years, and this does seem ambitious to me, given that the uh, there has been, in fact, there have been two mobile network operators in Solomon Islands for quite a number of years now, and they haven't been able to Uh, develop a business case for establishing network coverage in those locations. And so I think it does seem ambitious that the government with uh, the support of this loan would be able to build so many towers in three years, particularly given that they will need to negotiate with local landowners at each and every one of those mobile telephone tower sites. So that is something that's quite difficult. It could take time. It's not necessarily easy to negotiate access to communally owned land, which most or all of this land would be. And so uh, there's other parts of your question we could get to, but certainly, as with regard to the time frame, it does seem ambitious to me. Uh, I also want to talk a bit, looking a bit wider afield. Huawei Solomon's is the latest thing, but there've been a few movements in 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 the last wee while in terms of telecommunications ownership and changes. Um, what are some of the big ones that have have taken place in the in the over the course of the past year and further even? Yes. Well, there are a a few things going on, as you say. In Solomon Islands, there are two mobile telecommunication companies, two mobile network operators. One of them is going to be given access to these new towers that we've been talking about. The other one is a company called B-Mobile, which operates in Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea. And given what the government of Solomon Islands has said thus far, it appears that B-Mobile won't have access to the towers that they're going to be building. Uh, I would think that if they could come to a tower sharing arrangement, which could be regulated, as I understand, and enforced by a regulator through uh, some sort of infrastructure sharing requirement, that would increase the benefits to locals. And because it would mean that people in certain villages would have access to two different mobile networks, and it would increase the competition between the two carriers and so on. So um, this new deal, if it stays as it is, will disadvantage B-Mobile. Meanwhile, B-Mobile in Papua New Guinea is going through a merger with the government telecommunication company called Telecom PNG. And so B-Mobile is sort of being hit on both fronts in both of the countries where it operates. Uh, So that's one of the things that's been going on. In other developments, there's a new mobile network company establishing itself in Papua New Guinea at this time. That is Amalgamated Telecom Holdings, which is a Fijian company, and it's establishing a new network in Papua New Guinea with funding support from the Asian Development Bank, and they're rolling out a new network in Papua New Guinea under the Vodafone brand. They operate in six countries, so this is the seventh country that ATH is operating in 
So that's a big development in Papua New Guinea, which is, of course, the largest market in the Pacific. And and also um, another big, big one that's happened is, is to do with Telstra in Fiji. Yes. The Australian telecommunication company Telstra has taken ownership of Digicel's Pacific Arm, which operates in six countries across the Pacific Islands region. And that deal was brokered by the Australian government under very favourable terms to Telstra. So Telstra is taking a minimal amount of risk and will be able to make back its contribution to the purchase price first before it's required to pay back the Australian government at quite favourable terms. So the Australian government included quite a lot of sweeteners in order to get this Australian company to buy Digicel's Pacific Arm, which had been uh, obviously sort of up for sale. And is that unusual, just that, that level of, I guess, involvement from government? Definitely. It's an enormous amount of money and it is a very different thing compared to the way that the Australian government has operated previously. Right. And are you able to to comment on any of the, I guess, statements or or announcements that the government put out around those purchases? Well, what I can say is that the Australian government was obviously very keen for the Australian telecommunication company Telstra to purchase Digicel's Pacific Arm. What's less clear is what this will mean for consumers in the six Pacific Island countries where Digicel operates. I think initially it will be business as usual. Uh, Initially, they'll keep using the Digicel brand and indeed many of the staff and management in the six Pacific Island countries. So I think in the immediate term, it won't make any big difference for consumers in those countries. Uh, And it will be interesting to see whether in the longer term, it means that services improve or decrease. Um, So going off on a tangent here, like this sort of all sort of is is connected as well to that initial, I guess not a row, but an initial issue that came up over I think it was at Huawei trying to build a submarine cable connecting PNG and Solomon Islands to Australia and that that been uh rejected taken over by Australia but also in terms of the the end user as as you've you've mentioned earlier the whole aim of this is to sort of get good communications to people in 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 remote places in these specific countries uh, is is all of this I guess my question is 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 all of this sort of competition and and leveraging and purchasing and that healthy for what people will experience on the ground? My understanding is that competition in a market is generally good because the consumer is likely to benefit because, for instance, if company A wants to try to get some of company B's customers to go over to company A, then it might lower its prices or offer free customer care or um, free T-shirts or whatever it is that might lure the customers away from company B. So in general, the consumer is likely to benefit if there's competition. In most small Pacific Island states, though, there isn't any competition. I think there are 13 states the last time I checked that have a 
telecommunication company monopoly. So therefore, in those places, the people in those places, if they want to use mobile phones or if they want a landline phone for their house or office or basically any telecommunication related service, they have to go through the one telecommunication company. So many people in Pacific Island countries don't really have a choice about which company they use. And if they don't like the services of that company, there's not much that they can do about it. With regard to the developments that we've been talking about, with many of them, I would say it's too early to tell whether they will have benefits for consumers or not. Uh, with regard to Huawei and cables, I think you're right to make the connection there. I think there's a very interesting connection between the fact that the Australian government, the United States of America, Canada, if I remember correctly, a whole long list of countries have banned Huawei equipment from their networks. And in Australia, it's uh, banned from the 5G network rollout, as well as from the national broadband network. And there's sanctions against Huawei and other Chinese telecommunication companies from the United States of America, and so on. And yet we have Huawei building the uh, laying the domestic cable in Papua New Guinea, and now the uh, uh, new mobile phone towers in Solomon Islands and so on. So there is a difference between which countries are prepared to allow Huawei to operate and which are not because of concerns about, uh, in particular, cybersecurity.